0: Today's date is April 4th, 2021. The text for today is found in Acts chapter 10, and I'll be starting at verse 34. Happy Easter, everyone. He is risen. The setting for our text today is uh, uh, found at the beginning of Acts chapter 10. It's a fascinating story of a Roman centurion uh, who was a God-fearing man. After three in the afternoon, or about three, I should say, in the afternoon, uh, Cornelius had a vision from God instructing him to send for the apostle Peter, who was staying just south in Joppa. Upon receiving these instructions, Cornelius uh, sends two of his servants along with a trusted soldier to go fetch Peter. As the three men were traveling south to Joppa, Peter goes up on the roof of the house where he was staying, waiting for lunch to be prepared. The Bible tells us that while he waited, he fell into a trance where he saw a large sheet being lowered from heaven. On this sheet was all kinds of unclean animals. And then a voice from heaven commanded Peter to kill and eat one of the animals from the lowered sheet. Peter rebelled, stating that he would never stick something like that in his mouth. No way was he going to start defiling himself now. And then the voice from heaven replied, Do not call anything in pure that God has made clean. This vision appeared three times with the same instructions, and then Peter's stern resolve not to lower himself to such low standards. After each encounter came the same reply from God, not to call anything that he had made clean unclean. At that precise moment, three men arrived at the front door of the house where Peter was staying. And uh, uh, Peter then knew that the Spirit of Christ was telling him to go with these three men. The scene for our text, we have Peter inside the Roman centurion's house getting ready to speak. Here's the text. Acts chapter 10, starting at verse 34. Peter's... Uh, starting to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from every nation who fear him and do, do what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached. through his name. The reading of God's word. Will you bow your heads with me, please? <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, on this uh, great day, on this Easter day, we have Peter uh, telling the, uh, a Gentile crowd that God accepts them without showing favoritism. God accepts all who do what is right. Father, That's incredible hope on this Easter morning. And it's all because of uh, what we celebrate today, the resurrection of your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of sin. So, Father, we say thank you for this hope. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe it's easy to gloss over Peter's uh, newfound revelation that God accepts all men and women from every race and nationality without showing favoritism to all who do what's right in God's sight. Because God does not discriminate on the basis of race, economics, or gender, neither should his believers. This was a difficult concept for almost all Hebrew people. I want to say all Hebrew people, but almost all Hebrew people. They were supposed to be the chosen ones, by God that is. In their minds, God could not possibly love and accept non-Jewish people. Yet, here was the great Apostle Peter having his mind changed first by God and then the risen Lord Jesus Christ himself. Peter recognized the hand of God working in his life. Thus, Peter was speaking to an audience with great confidence of what he was sharing. He passed on what he knew to be true because he was there through it all. (laughs) It was no great secret that great crowds formed everywhere Jesus stopped, that they hung on every word that came out of his mouth, the message of hope, of correction in direction, and of a future through believing in him. It was no great secret at all that countless crowds formed everywhere with the hopes of seeing Jesus perform yet another remarkable miracle of healing. How about the feeding of the 5,000 or the 4,000 with just a few scraps of food found in somebody's knapsack? That fact was not concealed from public eye. That was early on in his ministry, and the list is far too numerous to mention in today's setting. But no, Peter, this Peter, was there for it all. Peter was an eyewitness mentioned in our text. Can you imagine everyone hanging on Peter's every word? moving forward in their seats, leaning forward as he spoke, and he gives this address. As you know, I was a witness of these facts. I saw the way he was treated and mistreated. The physician, Luke, is the, a recorder of our account today. Uh, and yet I get a feeling he only highlighted what Peter actually said. Peter is noted for being many things and being silent and reserved uh, does not come to mind. I believe without sugarcoating anything that had transpired, I believe Peter briefly explained, I saw Jesus hanging in the middle of the three crosses. I saw where they placed his dead body. I was one of the eleven who were grieving the loss of our great teacher. The list can go on and on. But on the third day, after God raised them from the grave, well, I was there as well. (laughs) Peter says, he was not seen by all the people, after his resurrection, of course, but by witnesses whom God had chosen already. By us who ate and drank with them after he rose from the dead. Luke was careful to mention that Peter was there witnessing Jesus having meals with them. First to the twelve and then to the five hundred people who witnessed Jesus intermingling with them before he was taken up to heaven. I glean that from first Corinthians fifteen six. Eating was great evidence that Jesus was indeed alive. Peter goes on to say, "He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that He is the one whom God appointed judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about Him that everything, every, excuse me, that everyone who believes in Him receives forgiveness of sin through His name." Peter is living testimony of the things he had witnessed. He was quick to share that it wasn't anything that wasn't already predicted by the prophets of old. Again, the Bible is silent as to Peter clarifying that statement or not, but the Bible is not silent. Although Peter may have been silent in this recording by Luke, the Bible has a lot to say about these prophets. One commentary that I was looking at, mentioned five different prophets. But I want to share with you the the most common passage. It's found in Isaiah 53. Speaking of Jesus, Jesus grew up before God like a tender shoot, like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hid their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and his wounds, by his wounds, we are healed. He goes on to say many other uh, uh, incredible things what Jesus did on the on the cross for us. Yet it was the Lord's will, fifty three ten, to crush him and to cause him to suffer, and though the Lord makes his life like a guilt offering. He will see his offspring and prolong his days and the Lord will prosper in his hands. And then it goes on to say in verse 11, after the suffering of his soul, he will see the light of life and be satisfied by his knowledge. My righteous servant will justify many, He will bear their iniquities. Those words were spoken by the prophet Isaiah 750 years before Jesus fulfilled them through what we celebrate today as Easter. It was always fun to hear the rest of the story, right? Luke records that in 44. While Peter was still speaking these words to Cornelius in the crowd, the Bible tells us the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, showing God's acceptance of them. And then verse 47 tells us that wow that they were baptized on that same day. Christ followers? Because of Christ's actions on that first Easter, we have an incredible opportunity to be included into the family of God. What Jesus did on the cross and then through his resurrection, it is an action of inclusion, not exclusion. To be uh, a bringing in, not a Uh, To drive us apart. Acts 34, Peter saying, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men and women from every nation who fear him and do what is right. What is right? First of all, to recognize that Jesus took our place on the cross for our sins, not his. He was perfect. He was sinless, to ask for forgiveness for those sins and to live in such a way that brings honor and glory to God. Then and only then do you become with Christ a resurrection people, a people who have hope, a people who has a future, a people of tomorrow living today. Will you bow your heads with me please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, yes, this is an incredible passage of Scripture speaking of an incredible truth. That you accept men and women of all race, of all economic standards, of all gender, of all uh, men or women, all those to accept the forgiveness of sin through Jesus' blood shed on the cross. But it doesn't stop there. You rose from the grave, defeating Satan in the only stronghold he has on us, death. Therefore, you went before us, giving us this hope that we too can defeat death through faith in Jesus Christ. So Father, thank you for this wonderful Easter. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy Easter, everyone. Hope to see you in person uh, as you feel comfortable to come to church again. God bless you until we meet again.